like wrestling, but when it comes to watching, you just don't have the time. So sit on down and enjoy this lovely slice of grapple pie, yeah? Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, welcome to another um, episode of Grapple Pie. My name's Daniel Swan. Welcome. Hello. Um, I've only listened to that theme music a few times, and I'm, I'm hating it more each and every time. Uh, so that, don't be surprised if that changes uh, at some point soon. Um, but yeah, this is um, kind of getting into a bit more of a, uh, what Grapple Pie will be like uh, on the regular basis, um, which is essentially just a service provided if you don't have time or don't want to sit there and devote three hours of your life to watching Raw every Monday. Don't worry about it. I'll watch it and sum it up for you in half an hour. Can't say fairer than that. I cannot say fairer than that, even though I just did with outstanding enunciation. Um, so without further ado, let's get on with it. It was, it was the Raw after WrestleMania. Um, traditionally, one of the biggest Raws, probably the biggest Raw um, of the year in terms of stuff happening. Um, and this did all right. It wasn't outrageous, um, but it had a few bits and pieces coming in, some new people. Um, and uh, kind of evolving some feuds and so forth. So, it's, yeah, it, it did a good job, and the crowd weren't quite as dicky um, as they have been in previous years uh, and were kind of aware that, hey, you've paid money to be at this you know, show. Why don't you just watch the show as opposed to trying to make the whole thing about you? Sometimes I, I do get a bit annoyed with them, do get a little bit annoyed with them, but um, I thought they were all right tonight. I thought they were all right. And they had some kind of chance and whatnot, weren't really paying attention, but on, on the whole I thought they were, uh, yeah, um, very appreciative, which is uh, which is nice. Um, so let's yeah, kicks off as Raw always does. If it's not, it wasn't Triple H and it wasn't Stephanie, so it's got to be Vince. Got to be Vince's music playing. So Vince comes out and he's all you know old and kind of acknowledged that Triple H lost the match last night. Blah blah blah. And then Shane comes out, kind of steals his thunder. Um, everybody pops big for him uh, and he's all kind of limping and has a big bruise on his face um showing you know hey that's that's what happens when you jump off hell in a cell (laughs) you get a big bruise on your cheek um and he was all very humble and said you know thanks to the WWE universe etc thank you and good night all of that kind of stuff being very nice and kind of the good guy um and then Vince weirdly just says all right then will you run Monday Night Raw then for tonight even though you lost the match last night and that was the whole point of the match even though you lost fuck it you know here's Monday Night Raw have fun with it um, didn't set it up in any way other than that now there were ways that he could have set it up could have said you know um, I've known that you running Raw would be a disaster that's why I wanted to prevent it but sometimes there's no better way of proving that something would be a disaster than just letting it happen and watching the disaster unfold something, even something as simple as that and there was a little kind of interview segment with Vince later on um, where he could have said that as well, but he didn't. So I thought that was a bit weird. It just seemed very much like, well, you didn't win, but fuck it. Let's, you know, just give you raw anyway. Um, and I think it's only going to be temporary. And it didn't really, there wasn't that much difference between a Vince McMahon raw and a Shane McMahon raw, but you know, that's fine. Um, it gave everybody a bit of a cheer. Uh, and then we kick into the first match, which is the, uh, the New Day defending uh, the tag titles against Sheamus uh, and King Barrett. Obviously, kind of kind of a rematch from uh, last night at WrestleMania. It was as unremarkable, except for a lovely big bump um, uh, with Big E kind of back body dropping Kofi um, over the ropes. 
which he got some ridiculous height. So that that was very impressive. Um, but then they lost. Uh, well, the New Day won, sorry. Um, and then Seamus got on the mic and was annoyed at things uh, and then essentially said um, that a, a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. Obviously a reference to King Barrett. He broke kicks King Barrett and then he's out there. Obviously that can, kind of confirms what the rumours that had been that Wade Barrett's going to be leaving the WWE when his uh, when his contract expires. So that just kind of gets him out of that. I don't know. I heard it was in June, though. So I don't know what they're going to do for the next couple of months unless he has a kind of a face run um, against the new, uh, against the League of Nations. I don't know what, what would happen with that. Um, but yeah, he's he's out of the League of Nations. That They're down to three now. Um, and then in a weird kind of move, as all of their moves tend to be, um, the Wyatt family came out and uh, beat up the remaining members of the League of Nations. Um, so again, I, I don't know. It just really seems like, the, again, they just don't know what to do with the Wyatt family. They don't know what's what's going on, what the best thing is to do. Or with the League of Nations, or with the tag team division at all, really. Aside from the um, Usos and the Dudleys feud, which didn't really, people didn't really care about that much because it didn't really make much sense like obviously New Day are faces now I guess they are but there's I don't know they're still not 100% faces and they're going against the League of Nations but then now the Wyatt family coming in and they're heels so it's going to be heel versus heel thing I don't know unless the Wyatt family are going to turn face which seems unlikely League of Nations turn face which seems unlikely so it was a strange uh, development always always a joy to see the Wyatts Always a joy to see them. Um, Bray Wyatt is one of my favourites um, on the roster at the moment. Um, so yeah, always a joy to see him. Um, but yeah, again, you just get the sense that, that this is—I don't know what they're doing. Like what, just kind of scrabbling. Oh yeah, the Wyatts can come out and beat somebody up. It's like hmm, it doesn't, doesn't seem like a huge amount of planning going into that. But whatever. Uh, then Summer Ray came out, which I thought was quite ballsy for a post WrestleMania crowd who. Um, a lot of the time spend their time when women are in the uh, ring just kind of chanting awful things about them Um, and a very kind of snarky crowd I thought it was yeah quite gutsy getting out there and uh, doing a bit of a uh, a bit of a promo that was not amazing Um, and then she had a go at Sasha Banks Sasha Banks comes out obviously they have a quick match that Sasha wins which is fair enough keeps her strong um Later on, well, we'll get to it later on, but yeah, it wasn't an amazing match, but it was only kind of a squash one, as it should be. Um, although Summer Rae has got a bit of a devastating kind of spin kick um, that looked pretty uh, pretty stiff, actually. Um, that was quite fun to see. Um, but yeah, just, you know, giving everybody a bit of a treat by seeing uh, Sasha Banks, who is wonderful. And then the first uh, big surprise of the evening, Apollo Crews comes out. Apollo Crews, he of uh, NXT fame, um, a kind of massively inflated, kind of looks a bit roidy in terms of his muscles. They're kind of big puffy muscles as opposed to kind of ripped muscles. But um, yeah, I've, I've seen a couple of um, matches of his in NXT. Um, I'm not a super regular NXT watcher, but I've seen a few of his matches and he seems very good. Um, he came out for his kind of debut slash squash match. 
uh, against Tyler Breeze, which I thought was a bit of an interesting one. It's like, uh, you know, yes, it's great that you're coming up to the main roster, but just look at who you're facing and think that he was really over in uh, NXT and then he came to the WWE and did kind of fuck all. Um, but I'm sure <clears throat> Apollo Crews would do a lot better. He's uh, a lot bigger, a lot more muscly um, than Tyler Breeze and a bit more kind of WWE style uh, of wrestler. So I'm sure he'll do very well. He's incredibly athletic and powerful. So, um, yeah, I'm sure they'll find something for him to do. I don't, I'm not really sure what his character is, what his personality is. He seems very smiley, um, which is strange um, for a modern uh, wrestling audience. But um, he seemed to do all right. He seemed to do all right. He seems very crisp. Uh, and I've heard, yeah, heard very good things about him. So uh, fingers crossed he continues um, with a bit of momentum. Then Roman came out. Lovely Roman. Big, uh, lovely, sexy hair. Roman Reigns came out um, to a chorus of boos. Everybody hates him. Everybody hates Roland. Roland? Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond, but everybody hates Roman. Um, again, I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for him. It's really not his fault. He's not that bad. Um, as he said in his... Um, uh, yeah, as he said in, in uh, his promo, uh, his first line was, I'm not a bad guy, which I was just like, oh, you're breaking my heart, Roman. You don't seem like a bad guy, but you're just not as good as WWE wants you to be. And it's telling everybody that you are. Um, but yeah, people gave him shit for that. And he kind of gave a bit of an open challenge. And then Jericho's music hits and everybody's like, fuck it. I don't care if it's a bad guy. We're cheering him because he's going up against Roman. Jericho comes out in his super tight trousers um, which always made me feel a little bit uncomfortable. Um, then AJ Styles' music hits. He comes out. He wants a shot at the title. Then Kevin Owens comes out. He wants a shot at the title. Sami Zayn comes out. He wants a shot at the title. Um, and then there's a bit of a brawl. Uh, Roman ends up spearing Jericho, which, again, got a massive amount of booze um, because everybody hates Roman. Um yeah, and you're thinking, oh, so what are they going to do? If, as they're doing kind of Shane McMahon, like face commissioner, uh, some kind of five-way match later. I mean, if he really loved the fans and if he really wanted to give the fans what they wanted, then surely give them a, a world title match at the end of the match. But it didn't work out like that. It ended up being a fatal four-way number one contenders match, which is fair enough. Um, then we get uh, Baron Corbin coming out for his first um kind of official match I suppose in the, on the main roster after his uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal win last night uh, going up against Dolph Ziggler um, which was a good match it was fair enough I mean Dolph always kind of uh, has a lot of energy and bumps like uh, anybody's business makes whoever he's going against look super powerful which is what he needs because it's I don't know it does show you the difference in size in kind of average size between NXT and WWE like he looks like a giant in NXT but then he gets to WWE and it's like really big sure but he's uh, yeah he's no monster um, but he yeah he looks good um, and hopefully and ultimately this worked out as a double count out he kind of they brawled outside a little bit and um, kind of over the barricade and into the crowd a little bit and then by the time they came back he'd already been counted out Um which I'm fine with. I mean, obviously, it's done to kind of protect Dolph, so Dolph doesn't lose. But that Baron, you know, needs a, a kind of to look strong. But they don't want Ziggler to lose to him straight off because he's a you know fucking former world champion. Um, and it is a little bit cheap, I suppose. It's a little bit for cop out, but they rarely do these anymore. Kind of double count outs or you know single count outs or whatever kind of cheap 
victories like that. So every once in a while, I've got no problem with it. I think it's um, served a purpose. And he gave him a, um, what's it, end of days uh, on the outside, um, which kind of killed him a little bit. And he, he had a great bit, oh, really, really cool. Um, he told the referee after he'd counted them both out that the uh, the end, he said, this is on you. And then he did the end of days. I thought, oh, that's a nice little dick move. Um so yeah, hopefully his his push continues. Uh, he he seems good. He spent a lot of time in developmental, um, and uh, it seems like he's yeah he's he's coming up and uh, and doing well. So yeah, I mean he's a he's a big guy. WWE always pushes big guys. So um, yeah, I'm sure he'll continue on fine. Uh, then we get Zach Ryder coming out. Oh Zach! So Zach obviously won the Intercontinental Title last night in the uh well on sunday night at wrestlemania in the ladder match which is great wrestlemania moment his dad's there everybody's happy uh so he comes out um cuts a promo everybody's um chanting you deserve it Allah, daniel bryan and lots of other people who the crowd likes um and he tells a story about him going to wrestlemania 10 seeing razor ramon holding his ic belt backstage and now last night he met Scott Hall again and gave him his belt and he was holding his belt and blah 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 so that was pretty cool um, and then The Miz comes out and they have um, an IC title match and it was it was good, it was good I mean I, I like The Miz, he's a very solid wrestler and, and Zack Ryder was um, doing pretty well as well uh, his dad was there um, and in the promo he was like oh thanks dad um, and then part way through the match they're on the outside and The Miz starts jaw jacking in uh, in wonderful uh, fashion with Zack Ryder's dad, um, Zack Ryder's dad is kind of well. He's he's that kind of kind of old man ripped, but then he's wearing like an eight year old's Superman t shirt, so it really just kind of shows off his muscles. But it's like anybody, could, I could put that on and, and look. Well, no, I still look skinny and fat at the same time. Um, yeah, uh, it was a, a decent match. He he was having a go at the dad. Um, and then he goes back into the ring and then the Miz's wife, who was name checked in his promo, uh, when he retorted against Zach Ryder, said, you know, you had your WrestleMania moment, but you made a fool out of me in front of my family, in front of my wife. Um, and of course, Miz is, uh, uh, in real life married to former diva Maurice, um, the French Canadian one, um, who's also been a playboy. I think, um, a friend told me, um, uh, yeah, and she was in the crowd as well. So she went over and starts having a go at um, Zack Ryder's dad, um, which I'm sure Zack Ryder's dad was not super um, pissed off about. I'm sure he was fine with that. Um, that distracted Zack. Uh, Miz gave him a skull crushing finale and then pinned him. So fucking Zack, poor old Zack, after having the best night of his life at WrestleMania, then gets... Re- I mean, it's, you kind of suspected that it might happen. Um, it's unlikely that... Yeah, WWE would have given Zach a big push after his kind of win out of nowhere. Um, but a 24-hour title reign, I always, I always feel a bit bad for them, especially when it's like someone like him. It's not like, oh, well, he's just going to be going and you know he'll win another title or he'll move on to a different feud. It's like he might just go straight back to NXT now, um, which is a little bit sad. Um, but he got his moment. He got his he got his WrestleMania thing and the Miz is IC champion. I don't know. Maybe you think they could have got someone better for him. But then Maurice came and celebrated with him in the crowd. So maybe she's going to become a full-time... Uh, she's going to become a bit of a valet for him. Which which does work. I mean, he's a Hollywood dickhead. And he's got a you know a hot blonde wife. 
um, with big boobs. So that kind of all fits. That all kind of works out. Um, it'll be interesting to see where they where they go from that. He's I do I do like the Miz. I think he's good. I think he's very solid. Um, he does lose a lot though. He has lost a lot for him to be IC champion now. So I think yeah, they're going to have to bring in some kind of Maurice as the valet and distracting and helping him out and stuff. But um, yeah, trying something different. Uh, I just yeah, I feel a little bit bad that that Zack Ryder was uh, handed up as a sacrifice of sorts to that. Um, then we had this kind of it's like a formal presentation of the the women's champion, um, uh, women's championship. Um, so and Charlotte came out and she was all a lot of other divas were there. Becky was there with a massive shiner, um, which looked nasty as fuck. I don't know when she got that, but um, yeah, all the divas are there. And then Charlotte comes out and she starts off being all humble and you know, standing on the shoulders of giants, etc. etc. Um, but then she starts getting a bit dicky, um, and everybody kind of leaves except for uh, Natalia, who then squares up to her. Natalia, who dresses like a like a dominatrix now. I'm not sure I really like that kind of vibe. I mean, I guess she's kind of evolving her look, but I don't know. It does look a bit weird and kind of sensational sherry, kind of whorish. Um, but fair enough. She's a wonderful wrestler. She can do what she wants. Um, yeah, and then she attacks Charlotte and puts her in the sharpshooter. Um, so maybe they're going to continue with a feud with them, which is weird because they fought at Roadblock in what was by all accounts a, a, a pretty decent match but um, yeah it seems weird to just continue that when obviously you've got Sasha Banks you've got Becky um, right there you could kind of cont- I mean they could just have another triple threat next month at the pay-per-view and everybody would be super happy because it was an amazing match at Wrestlemania so um, we'll see uh, we'll see what's going on with that um yeah, so maybe they're going into a, a thing with that. Then we get the Dudley Boys uh, against the Usos in a rematch from the uh, the, the pre-show, I guess, uh, for WrestleMania in a tables match, um, which was fine. It was it was a good tables match in terms of it wasn't like where you've got to tag in and tag out. Because I've always thought like, is it is it no disqualification or is it not no disqualification? This this was obviously no disqualification. It was like a kind of tornado tag. Lots of uh, people going on. There was a bit of a um, shame at the end. Uh, the Usos laid out the Dudleys on the tables and then they jumped, the Dudleys moved, the Usos both went through the table um, and then the timekeeper just rang the bell like the match was over when everybody knows, of course they do, that you can't put yourself through a table. It's only when the opposition puts you through a table that it works. Um, but then, yeah, Bubba just kind of picked one of them up, just chucked him like headfirst through a table propped up in the corner it's like right now we win okay that's fine that's fine um yeah fairly underwhelming um match um I, I, the usos are all right i, I don't really I'm not a huge fan of them i love bubba ray though i love him as a bad guy shouting super loud in the middle of a match it always makes me smile um and then somebody's music hits and out comes uh enzo and cass now as I said, I'm not a particularly regular NXT watcher. Um, I have not seen any of their matches, but I've heard good things. I've heard, um, uh, you know, a lot of people obviously really wanted them to debut, thought they might debut at Roadblock, or thought they might debut, um, uh, what was the other one, Fast Lane, um, but they didn't. Um, but they've come in now, and they just kind of ran down the Dudley boys, basically, uh, on the mic, which I think stands them in very good stead. 
Um, the WWE loves uh, well the universe. The WWE universe loves somebody who's good on the mic. Um, I still haven't seen any of their matches, but I th- you know I think to be honest, it's more important that you've got charisma and that you can talk. Um, I think that makes it. Um, yeah, that makes it much more likely that, that they'll kind of go on and, and have some success. Uh, much more than, oh, they're a really good wrestler. Uh, the sad reality of it is that that doesn't really matter too much. Um, so yeah, they came out and um, seemed to have lots of catchphrases that the audience liked. Um, which is the secret, I think that's why The Rock, one of the reasons The Rock did so well is that he had about eight catchphrases. If there's one thing that wrestling fans like is shouting along with catchphrases uh, and you know as long as you've got a few of them then everybody's going to be happy um, and then we moved into the main event uh, which was obviously supposed to be a, a fatal four way with Styles, Jericho, Owens and Sami Zayn um, earlier in the night annoyingly I don't, I don't really know why they did I mean I know why they did it because they wanted somebody else in there but um, they Kevin Owens um, attacked Sami Zayn put him through a table so he wasn't kind of medically cleared to wrestle, um, and so, but they kept it as a fatal four-way, and they brought back in um, a returning Cesaro, who got a big, big pop, um, which was good. He came out quite hilariously in a suit and sunglasses, and people were like, "Oh, is he not? You know, is he going to? Is he not wrestling? Is he wrestling? I don't really understand this." But it turned out it was like a stripper suit, and he just kind of ripped it all off and uh, ran down to the ring in, the, in a similar way to, um, in an even better way, as The Rock did uh, at WrestleMania when he just kind of ripped off his stripper trousers and he had stuff on underneath. Um, yeah, and they had a Fatal 4-Way, and the Fatal 4-Way was great. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I think a, a lot of the time, a Fatal 4-Way match, as with a Triple Threat match, sometimes they can be a little bit awkward. It can be a little bit kind of, right, you throw this person out and then we'll have a match and then you throw this person out and then we'll have a match but this was kind of all over the place really it was very kind of high flying um, it was very kind of high energy uh, lots of moves flying around and it kind of built up to a really nice uh, crescendo near falls um, Cesaro looked great they're obviously kind of building him back up um, which is good I do think he needs a bit more of a personality but um, if he can just give something. It doesn't have to be anything particularly crazy, but just some kind of personality, some kind of little quirk. Um, I think he could be, um, yeah, he could absolutely be a, a main, main eventer. But he's just a little bit bland for me at the moment. Um, yeah, lots of near falls, lots of back and forth, lots of stuff. I mean, it, it's four great wrestlers. Um, so it's, yeah, and they gave him a bit of time, gave him a bit of space and, um, they responded. Uh, the crowd were really into it. Um, lots of good chanting in this match, and uh, yeah, it worked out really well. There's a great kind of uppercut train. Cesaro had all three of them in the corner at one point and was just going back and forth with them, which was very fun. Um, and then ultimately, um, AJ Styles came in, Styles Clash, uh, and pinned Jericho, which means that uh, AJ Styles is the number one contender to the WWE title, which is amazing which is fantastic, um, opens up a few questions. I mean, obviously, we don't know when he's going to get his shot. It could be like a TV shot next week on Raw. It could be at whatever the next pay-per-view is, which I think is normally Extreme Rules. Um, if it's at Extreme Rules and it's built up as a proper thing and not just a you know way to make Reigns a fighting champion, it seems... V- I mean, it's it's a little bit of a shame that he's he's got it because it's very unlikely that Reigns is going to lose it. Um, it obviously puts 
Styles it firmly in the main event picture, which um, obviously just because he's been feuding with Jericho since he's arrived has been like, is he going to be you know come in as like a US title kind of guy or um, is he going to go in straight for the top tier? So this is it's a good kind of um, vote of confidence that um, WWE have got in him that he can you know be a, a main eventer. But then it's like it's somebody who's super over, who the crowd really loves against Roman Reigns. It's the, it's the same thing as, you know, putting him in the, the triple threat match with Dean Ambrose and, and Brock Lesnar, like two people who, again, the crowd love. Everybody's going to be hating on Roman Reigns. So I really don't know, unless they're setting up a, a heel turn, which again seems unlikely, it would be good. I think it's the best thing that they could do for him. Um, but it does seem unlikely if they made him kind of a monster heel um, and he just was better than everybody else, then that would be fun. Um, it seems unlikely. Um, but hopefully Styles can, can bring a, whenever it is, Styles can bring a good match out of him. Because um, I do think Reigns is, is not bad. I do think he's okay. I do think, uh, you know, a lot of what people's problems are is it, not his fault. It's just the way that he's been used. Um, so it does raise a lot of questions. It's a, an interesting finish, an interesting um, thing, which ultimately is all you want um, from a Raw. It's going to be mainly set up. There's not going to be a lot um, solved uh, on a Raw unless it is, you know, a previous feud that's that was at the uh, previous pay per view. But um, yeah, it's it's that's an interesting decision um, to make Styles the number one contender, and hopefully it's it's something that they've got some kind of plan for, something they can build up to. Um, but yeah, if they do a face versus face, Styles versus Reigns, then again, it's I don't know what they think is going to change that's going to make people want to cheer for Roman Reigns. Um, it's a weird one. It's I was I was convinced that it was going to be Jericho uh, that was going to win it, but um, yeah, ended up being Styles. So in terms of yeah, what happened in Raw, the play by play, the beats by beats, uh, that's what happened. Um, and I'm going to go and get a drink of water and then uh, tell you what I think about it and uh, the ultimate winner, the ultimate loser um, on Raw. So uh, stick with it. Mm. Mm. I'll be a bit of chop juice there, a bit of lamb cordial. Um, yeah, so overall, I thought it was an all right Raw. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was better than the average Raw. Slightly not as good as um, a lot of post-WrestleMania Raws weren't as many big things to be honest I thought the whole Shane McMahon being in charge thing would change things more um I figured that they would unless the implication was that because Shane was in charge that's why Apollo Crews debuted and that's why Enzo and Cass were there um in which case just have a little kind of thing with him backstage saying you know I've got some guys that I want to introduce you to, I think they're going to be great to look out for some surprises later on in the show. Just that. So then the fans would, you know, you can logically attribute whoever comes out to, oh, that's Shane bringing them in, which is a nice thing. I don't know. I thought it would make more of a difference because now it's like, well, is, is that his shot? And now it just goes back to Vince next week? or to, I don't know. I don't know. It's very strange. Um, but yeah, good that Apollo Crews was there. Good that um, Enzo and Cass were there, I guess. It's new people, new blood. Um, good that AJ Styles is is the number one contender. Um, good that the Wyatt family had something to do, I guess. Um, ultimately, in terms of the winners and losers, the big loser of the night was, of course, Zack Ryder, who had his, his title reign ended at probably just shy of 24 hours. 
Uh, no, probably just a little bit over 24 hours, actually, because he opened the show in, in WrestleMania. Um, always a shame, because um, you go into it with such, such kind of positivity. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense to, to have it on maybe someone who's a bit more experienced. And um, I think he was very over with the NXT fans, but I don't think that's necessarily enough to make it... Um, to, to give someone longevity in the WWE. I mean, ask, hey, just ask uh, Tyler Breeze, just ask the Ascension. doesn't always work like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I worry it's very possible that he'll just go back down to um, NXT now. I don't know. Um, but obviously, fun while it lasted, and he did get an amazing WrestleMania moment. Um, so he can be uh, he can be happy about that. But, yeah, in terms of a big loser, he, yeah, losing your IT title, um after just over a day yeah that's that's a tough pill to swallow in terms of the big winners i do think it's probably um enzo and cass um they did seem to be hugely over um with the crowd again like i say i'm not super familiar with them um but they do seem like they've got a bit of charisma about them they might be great wrestlers they might not be great wrestlers but i think ultimately if they're good on the mic they're good at insulting other people everybody loves a nice insult um i mean saying that bubble ray is so ugly that his tears run down the back of his head to avoid looking at his face. That's a great line. That's a great line. It's pretty cheesy and it's, you know, but it's, it's people like hearing that. Um, and I think that will get them over. Um, and hopefully that will give the New Day something to do. I, I don't know. Um, maybe maybe there needs to be a, a bit of a mix-up in the uh, tag team division. I mean, there needs to be a tag team division now. I think there's such a, a small amount of... Um, effort and energy is given to the tag team division uh it is a shame um because back in the day it was it was kind of thriving um and put on some great matches i mean you look at um the revival um say what you will about them that they make tag team wrestling uh, into a kind of a legitimate thing in and of itself it's not just two wrestlers going against two wrestlers it's got its own tactics it's got its own kind of methods um and i think it could be better and hopefully uh, bringing in Enzo and Cass will, will kind of give the tag team division a bit of a shake-up, a bit of a, a shot in the arse um, that it needs. So I said they would be the uh, the big winners. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's Raw from uh, Monday the 4th of April. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. I uh, hope you come back and uh, listen to some more Grapple Pies uh, coming up next week. Um, but until then, um, you know, have fun, be nice, enjoy NXT if you're going to watch it, enjoy SmackDown if you're going to watch it. And um, yeah, I'll speak to you soon. Bye. You like wrestling, but when it comes to watching, you just don't have the time. So sit on down and enjoy this lovely slice of grapple pie. Yeah.